Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. I'm going to start and then Paul's going to, to follow on. Thank you so much for inviting us to share this evening. Um, it's been a wonderful week and we've been really blessed and encouraged as we have heard about so much about what God is doing across the world. The Worldwide Missionary Convention holds a very special place in my heart as it was here in 1997 um, after months of searching God's heart that he confirmed to me that he was calling me um, to serve him overseas. So it's really lovely to be back. I'm from near Risharkin and went to Peru um, nine and a half years ago. Paul, on the other hand, was born in Peru to missionary parents and grew up in Peru until he was 16 years of age. After studying and working in England for a number of years, he returned to Peru six and a half years ago. And that's where we met and we became friends and then we got married. Um, and that was almost five years ago. Um, we're working in Peru with Latin Link, um, a mission agency which seeks to work with the Latin American church to advance the mission of God. We've been working as Latin Link short-term coordinators in Peru, and at, moment, at the moment we're in home leave, and we hope to be returning to Peru in January, God willing. So what do you know about Peru? You may associate Peru with Yes. The alpaca. There we go. Lovely. Um, with Machu Picchu. Maybe some of you have been to Machu Picchu. Or even the guinea pig. <laughs> yes, if you're a missionary in Peru, you have to eat guinea pig. Um, it may be that my niece and nephew have just got a new guinea pig as a pet. <laughs> <laughs> It may be that you've become more aware of Peru in the last few weeks as we've been reminded that Peru for now is the cocaine producing capital of the world. Um, however, Peru is a beautiful country. Not many countries have desert with beautiful coastline and beaches, high mountains such as the Andes and the Amazon jungle all in the same country. Latin Link has um, two short-term programs, Step and Stride. Both programs provide opportunities to serve God in a cross-cultural situation, and people are given support to help them grow and learn through the placement. As short-term coordinators, it is our responsibility to set up placements with churches, projects, or Christian organizations for both Step teams and Striders, and make sure that everything is in place for their arrival meet, orientate and help new folks settle in. So I spend lots of hours in the airport in Lima um, and then make sure that both step teams and striders are well supported during their time and finally help them prepare for returning home. Um, the step program allows people to come to Latin America or go from Latin America as a member of a team to serve alongside a local church or Christian entity for a period of time between three and 16 weeks. 
A mission team is an ideal way for people to get involved in cross-cultural mission for a short period of time with the support of being with others in the team. And the majority of our um, long-term team members um, who've come out in the last 10 to 15 years, the majority of them started their journey into mission um, by being on the team, or certainly that was a, an important step, not necessarily with Latin Link. Um, we're going to hear a little bit more about STEP, and we've got a wee video. Yo soy el pastor Aurelio Saavedra y he venido aquí a Calango como misionero para predicar el Evangelio y seguir extendiendo el Reino de Dios aquí en Calango a muchas familias que necesitan de Cristo. El equipo que está ahora en Calango para nosotros es de mucha de bendición y de, una, de un gran apoyo, una gran ayuda y que ellos se han unido a nosotros para poder construir el templo que tanto anhelamos nosotros como pastores y también los hermanos como iglesia. Queríamos que ya se pueda construir cuanto antes el templo. Y el apoyo de ellos ha sido de mucha, mucha ayuda para nosotros y nos sentimos muy felices y muy, y muy emocionados por eh, estar, eh, contar con ellos su apoyo y su ayuda. Como iglesia, eh, por el grupo Steve y el proyecto Latin Link, hemos sido beneficiado de muchas maneras, a través de sus testimonios que ellos cuentan y también de las enseñanzas de la Palabra de Dios que se están dando en los cultos. Es de mucho apoyo en el ministerio como pastor y también como iglesia de poder seguir discipulando a otros que sigan a Jesucristo. Whilst I've been on step, I've just really learned how amazing it is uh, just to completely follow God and just give everything to God. And coming here, I was kind of unsure, but God, I just really felt God lead me here. And it's been an amazing experience. And also just the people in Peru, they're just so open and loving. And, um, and working in a team as well has just been, it's been an amazing experience. I just feel like we're all really growing together as a team. Um, and as well, just in terms of the Bible, just having more biblical knowledge and being able to talk openly about the things that, you know, that matter to us and being able to talk about God. And it's just been amazing. Well, being on staff, I've learned a lot about um, spending time with God and how important it is for personal personal growth and relationship with Him. And um, yeah, I think, and also just sharing the Word of God and the Gospel is just so much more important now because I've just learned how passionate Peruvians out here are about sharing the Word, and I just think I've taken a lot from that, and I need to do it more at home and apply that more to my life in England. Wonderful, isn't it, to hear young people's lives totally changed and really growing in God. And those two girls were just 19-year-olds. Um, and the first one, um, when she went home, um, she got baptized and she's still really going on with God. Well, the two of them are, but it's just lovely to see people grow. 
Um, our other short-term programme is STRIDE, um, which is for individuals rather than teams. Each STRIDE placement is tailored to suit the experience and gifts of the person. Striders serve for a period of between six months and two years. Anyone wishing to become a long-term lo member of Latin Link um, must do a two-year stride placement first. And that's a time of training and formation, a time in which they get to know us and we get to know them. Um, and each strider has a mentor to help them and support them through their time. So what type of people come to serve in a short-term mission placement such as stride? Um, these are some of the people who have been on stride in the last two years. Perhaps you have stereotypically thought that the type of people who are involved in short-term mission are young people doing gap years, um, either before or after university. Um, and really, you couldn't be further from the truth. Um, we do have lots of young people who come, and either before or after university, or sometimes as a language placement during university if they're studying Spanish. Um, but we also have young professionals who take a career break to go for one or two years. For some, it will be very much a time to seek God's will for the future in terms of longer term mission. In the past eight years, we've also had six different ladies in their 60s um, who have come out to serve God. And um, so it's a whole wide spectrum. We have single people, we have families, and we have couples. Um, our striders are involved in a variety of work some working with local churches, some helping to train new leaders, others working with children, people with disability, young people, street children. Um, and we had a girl who was just working with that, was working with them in a Christian environmental um, agency called Arosha. So it's very broad. Um, last year, we also had the joy of sending three Peruvian girls to the UK, and two are still there, one has finished her placement to work in different um, churches. Um, and the two girls here are still in, in England and they're working with very multicultural churches in and around London. And we have three more girls in the pipeline. And this has been something, a dream for us and something we've been praying towards for years. And it's just happened in this last term of service for us, which has been really exciting. Perhaps a strider from Latin America could do a one or two year placement in your church is there a need in your community? Is there a need? And um, perhaps your family could host someone um, coming from um, across the world. We have so much to give and um, also to receive. Some people would say that short-term mission is a waste of money, that it does not achieve lasting results. What do you think? I have invested almost 10 years of my life in facilitating um, people of all ages and backgrounds into mission because I am convinced that God uses short-term missionaries to bless and encourage his church. Um, and also Jesus sent out the 72, and that was like a little mission trip, and he prepared them before they went and debriefed them when they came back. And the Apostle Paul, as we know, spent lots of different times at different churches. He wasn't in one place for the whole of his ministry. When people go on short-term mission with a desire to serve, a deep love for other people, and a dependence on God. And I believe those things are key. And that's when God uses them in incredible ways and shows them what he can do in and through them. 
He also transforms their lives as they have to depend on him more and as they see God use them. God also uses short-term mission experiences to give people a taste for mission and lead them into the plans that he has for them. And two of our girls who went home just this year are now starting Bible college, preparing to go into longer-term service. What about you tonight? Do you feel that God is challenging you to do something for him, either short-term or longer-term? It may be here in Northern Ireland. It may be in the Republic of Ireland. It may be further afield. Are you willing to take that step of faith and obey him, trusting him each step of the way? We're living in a land of great opportunity for service and great need in our world. As you know, Latinx is not the only mission agency providing opportunities for short-term mission. Far from it. If you feel that God is calling you to step out today, I'd really encourage you to pursue that. Pray about it. Talk to people. Find out more. And if you decide to go, and you go with that attitude of service, um, I can guarantee you that you won't regret it. Wasn't she brilliant? I'm a bit biased. No. Good evening. It's uh, fantastic to be here with you tonight. Uh, thank you again for the privilege of sharing with you. It's been amazing right the way through this week to hear what God is doing right across his world. And I'm left perhaps with this one thought. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. You know, it's only because of his grace and mercy, his precious blood given on a cross, that I'm actually standing here tonight. And I'm sure you can say the same thing where you're sat. You know, I remember as a boy growing up in Peru, each year taking the 18-hour bus journey from the capital city, Lima, to Arequipa in the south. Now, this morning when we were sharing with the boys and girls, had a great time, we said the bus journey was 16 hours. The roads have improved in the last so many years. But I remember on one occasion, it was the middle of the night, and our bus slid off the road onto the desert next to it. See, one of the front wheels had completely shorn off its axle. It was only God's grace and mercy that prevented that happening on one of the many mountain bends of the journey as we would have slid off into an abyss. You know, it's because of Jesus that when Ruth was held up at gunpoint during her first year of working in Lima, that she didn't come running back to Northern Ireland. I'm so grateful to God that she didn't. I might never have met her. And you know, I thank God each day for the way that he uses Ruth to encourage so many different people into mission. It's because of Jesus that our close friend Rocio from our church in Arequipa was able to sing these words at her father's funeral just back in January. Her dad, Federico, 
was a man whose face radiated Jesus. But he was diagnosed with cancer just before Christmas on the same day that he attended his mother's funeral. The song is called Tu Palabra, Your Word, and you'll hear it at the end during a short film that we'll see. Some of the translated words say this, and remember this was Rocio, one of the daughters, singing this at her father's funeral. Your word is like a balm on my wounds. It is water in the desert, warmth in the winter, my counsel each day, my guide during trials. I just thought it was important to, to share something quite personal uh, before broadening out to share with you some of the wider challenges and needs that the Peruvian church is facing. Do you know, evangelical church denominations in Peru make up 12% of the population according to the last census, and it is growing. And those of you who were here the night when we heard about the challenges that the church in China is facing will see remarkable similarities. Now, I don't usually read PowerPoint slides. You know, I think it insults people's intelligence. You can all read. But there are people listening at home. So for their benefit, I am going to just read through some of the challenges facing the Peruvian church. And one of them is a lack of discipleship, one-to-one -one discipleship for new Christians. With a church growing so fast, this is not surprising. We've heard uh, from our friend who's going to Nigeria to teach in a theological college, and this is so needed in Peru as well because of the lack of depth and quality in Bible teaching. Also, sadly, the church, not just in Peru, but across Latin America, has been really hit by false teachings on wealth and prosperity. You know, so often people go with that hope, hear this message that give your life to Jesus and, you know, all will be fine. And then when they discover that it isn't in terms of material, physical life, they're so disillusioned. But that is not a life that Christ has called us to. A real challenge as well is how to support the church in rural areas. If you go to the capital city, Lima, 10 million, that's a third of the population of Peru in one city in a country that's five times bigger than the UK, you will see thousands strong churches, multiple services. But those denominations ask themselves, how can we reach out to the really needy people in rural areas. Sadly as well, sometimes a real lack of cooperation, not just between denominations, but actually between churches in the same denomination. Work amongst children is not a priority. And sadly, sometimes a real fear of responding to very real social needs. Moving on, some of the needs within the Peruvian church then would be to prioritize discipleship, leadership training, including theological teaching, support amongst the millions of students that there are in Peru, helping people to make a living and manage their finances with integrity 
in a society that is often rife with corruption. A real need for children's workers and people to train children's workers and also to work alongside the church to include those on the margins of society and help develop credible social projects. Do you know, since February, it's been my privilege to lead the Latin Link team in Peru. Uh, this is a picture taken at our last team conference, and we now have 24 long-term missionaries serving right across Peru, and at any one time, 10 to 12 striders, who Ruth already uh, shared about. And it really is humbling to be involved in the lives of so many gifted individuals. Ordinary people that God is using in extraordinary ways. We're going to look briefly at just some of the ways Latin Link missionaries are working alongside the Peruvian church, responding to some of the needs that I've just mentioned. We were saying about one-to-one discipleship. In our strategy as Latin Link Peru, we aim for every missionary, whatever their ministry, to be involved in this area. The picture in the middle at the front is of the Christian outreach team of the International School in Arequipa. It's just about to celebrate its 90th anniversary. And the new representative member of Latin Link, um, who's to my right in that picture, Henry Charca, he's just taken on this role after Rosie Gibson from Northern Ireland been in that role for many years, and now Henry has continued with that role. But they have such a vital part to play in communicating the gospel amongst over a thousand students, over a hundred members of staff. Leadership training. And the top left picture there, you can just about make out Pastor Josias Mamani of the Peruvian Evangelical Church. He's president of the Synod, responsible for 600 churches without a salary. Alongside him, Ian Horn, long-term missionary with Latin Link, brought a proposal two years ago to our leadership saying, could we help fund Josias to reach out during that time and help with training in those churches in rural areas? This is in the city, the Quechua city of Cusco. Fantastic ministry going on. We encourage working alongside students and... um, Here, one of the striders that Ruth mentioned, Christine, in the top left, on the left-hand side, past two years working with Acheup in Peru. You might see on the picture uh, to the right there, you might recognize uh, the folk there, eminent people in the evangelical world, René Padilla, Samuel Escobar, Pedro Arana, all involved in the Christian student movement starting. This was at their 50th anniversary this year. And there's Juan Alvear, the national director, and his wife, Adela. And as Latin Link, we're also responsible for responding to the needs of the most uh, vulnerable. And I just want to mention Bernardo Juana Wenk in the picture on the right there, working in the jungle of Peru where sexual abuse is rife, and God is using them to prevent this happening. They run training courses for church leaders, Sunday school teachers, but not just the church, the local government, 
officials come along to their training school teachers and God is using them powerfully in that ministry. We're going to watch a short film, or is it we film, <laughs> of, of ministry amongst young adults with disabilities. It's from our church in Arequipa that sadly we're well, I say sadly because we were so involved there, but when we go back in January, we're actually moving uh, to Lima. We were privileged to be able to start this project two and a half years ago. Um, but the lovely thing is that it's now being coordinated by the pastor's wife and just continuing on, even, you know, we don't need uh, to be there. We're grateful for the way that God has grown uh, this ministry. It's a real witness to Jesus' love as people with disabilities in Peru are often marginalized and sadly sometimes abused as well. There's one person called Pablo, my namesake, who features quite a bit in the film. I'm sure you'll spot him. And afterwards, just in closing, I want to share something he's always telling me.
One of the things Pablo says to me a lot is that I'm like a father to him. And it really was most embarrassing when we were celebrating Father's Day at Nueva Suertas. And Pablo was sat on my left and his dad was sat on my right. And he keeps on going, you're like a father to me. And I thought, how must his dad feel? But he didn't seem to mind. I remember a few days before we left Arequipa, we went to the cinema with a few of our friends from Nuevas Fuerzas, including Pablo. And afterwards, I went back to Pablo's, and we sat with his mum and dad, dunking bread rolls into hot chocolate, chatting about football. And when it came to going home, Pablo's dad walked with me to get a taxi. And as we walked, he thanked me for being like a father to his son. And all the time I've known Pablo, I've only ever tried to be like Jesus to him. And it got me thinking that sometimes the only way that people will know our Heavenly Father is through seeing Jesus in us. And I just leave you with this challenge tonight. Who does God want you to be Jesus to this week? And my prayer is that wherever God has called you to be, that you will be so filled with God's love that people just won't fail to spot Jesus in your life and want to know him as their friend and saviour. Thank you very much. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.